Hello and welcome to the Enchanted Podcast, the show bringing you all the latest Disney news. I'm your host, Lauren Arnold. And I'm your co-host, Hallie Garrett. And today we'll be talking about one of my personal favorite parades of all time, Paint the Night. Many claps. <laughs> um, but first, let's get to the news. There's a lot of good news this week. Thank God. Um, this is a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, first, uh, you know, as I'm sure many people know, the NBA organized a what is called the bubble at the ESPN Center at Walt Disney World Resort. And since the start of the season, you know, players have been like quarantined and isolated. And uh, a player from the Houston Rockets actually left quite a magical tip to the housekeepers at the Grand Floridian Hotel. Um, I don't know that this amount is absolutely true, um, but the player did confirm that it was quite a generous tip. Um, <laughs> the amount I heard was $8,000. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, and this was, oh, I, I thought I wrote down his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll tell you guys. Um, it was Russell Westbrook. Ah. Uh. Yes. That, that at least was... The, one of the biggest things about news that was this week and you know I think it, that was a really nice thing to do because a lot of cast members have been laid off and furloughed and the cast members that are still there you know are risking their health being there every day too so that was a very very generous tip yes I also heard that, actually, I saw pictures of construction walls in front of It's a Small World. I might think that they're updating the marquee, maybe, possibly. One. What? Which small world? Oh, Walt Disney World. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I should have clarified. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, they're very different. <laughs> Yes, very, very different. Um, so maybe, I don't, I don't know that they are updating it, but they're doing something. So it'd be kind of fun to see that Disneyland inspiration come through in a new marquee. I'd like that. That'd be cool. I agree. And tons of Disney Plus news this week. Uh, the week started off with a Disney Plus drive-in premiere for The Right Stuff with surprise red carpet appearances by the cast. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> I heard about it briefly being a D23 member. We get those newsletters and I knew that they were going to have a premiere, but I don't think anyone knew that the cast was going to show up. So big surprise. big surprise and obviously very rewarding for those that attended. Mm-hmm. We also know that High School Musical, the musical, the series, Holiday Special. Woohoo! 
will be released on Disney Plus on December 11th, and that includes a sneak preview of season two. I would, I would assume so. I would hope so. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited because of how they ended the first season. Yeah. And I just want to know more. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna, I think they'll do what they did with uh, just about every episode. It'll be like a whole lot of fluff throughout the episode. And then they're gonna give us like a 20 second cliffhanger at the end. <laughs> Yeah. And we'll have to wait until spring. I will, I'll say though, I'm, I'm here for the fluff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, yes, no complaints, but. <laughs> we also just found out yesterday that Disney Pixar's Soul will premiere exclusively on Disney Plus on December 25th. I think this is a smart decision, especially because I'm pretty sure Onward came out around the same time that um, COVID came around. I think it was in March and they didn't have too many people going to the theaters, but I feel like a lot of people watched it on Disney Plus because it got uploaded so quickly. I mean, that's, that's how I watched it. And honestly, I don't know if I would have gone to the movie theaters to see it, not just because of that time, but just life in general, but I mean, I loved it. I thought it was really good. So I'm glad that they made this choice and they didn't decide to like Mulan it <laughs> where they uh, yeah. like it's here, but you have to rent it. I didn't hear anything about this being a premiere access movie. So it seems like it's gonna be just like onward where it's a free yeah. premiere on December 25th. And I don't know if you saw a couple weeks ago, the. Disney night on Dancing with the Stars, but they did do a little soul-themed dance. It makes sense. You got jazz, you know? Yeah, bring in that foxtrot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think it's about time we get into one of probably, I'm just gonna say the best topics we've ever covered, because <laughs> Paint the Night Parade is so different and so innovative and interactive and immersive. Mm -hmm. And I'm very lucky that I got a chance to experience it in person. Yeah. This was not a like, oh yeah, we saw it on YouTube and we love it. I mean, Hallie might have. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't, I, yeah, disclaimer, I have not obviously seen it in person. And yeah, I was honestly surprised once I did a little more research that you had been able to see it because the release and like the running of it was so limited and honestly so spotty, which is surprising because it's a fantastic parade. I mean, seriously, just go watch it online. It's most impressive. Yeah, so the Paint the Night Parade was a nighttime parade. You could... I guess compare it to Main Street Electrical Parade, although they're very different. It's um, considered the spiritual successor to the Electrical Parade and the fact that it's heavily inspired by, but it's in no way has like a similar storyline to it. Right. And this parade currently runs at Hong Kong Disneyland, and that's where it originated. And then for 
the 60th anniversary of Disneyland, they announced at D23 Expo that this would be coming to Disneyland Resort. Yeah. And that was in 2015. We also had our trip planned for the 60th anniversary in 2015 because yeah. it ran directly with D23 Expo. So we would go to D23 and then on during the week before the expo started, we did Disneyland. So it was a very... <laughs> if you oh. were there for the 60th anniversary, the stars aligned for you. Yes. <laughs> for you. So Paint the Night Parade ran until September 2016 and returned as a seasonal offering for the holidays. The Main Street Electrical Parade returned in 2017 for a limited run. And at D23 Expo in 2017, <laughs> lots of dates going around, uh, they announced that Paint the Night would make a return, but move to Disney's California Adventure Park the following year as part of the Pixar Fest event. Yes, I would say this was definitely almost more of a marketing scheme because they did add an entirely new float to kind of market for the Incredibles 2, which came out in 2018 as well. And I mean, if you were ever at the parks in 2018, you know that they had Incredibles just about everywhere and anywhere they could put it. And nothing against it. Incredibles 2 is an amazing movie, <laughs> but it was definitely everywhere in the parks. Yeah, and with like, I, I honestly, I have not heard about Pixar Fest when it happened. I kind of stumbled upon it actually not that long ago. I didn't even know it was a thing. It, I don't think that it was, you could say, I don't know, I don't want to say marketed, but like it wasn't promoted as much as the other events, I think. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I was just distracted and I wasn't paying attention, but <laughs> Pixar Fest was not something I was familiar with. So when I saw videos of it in DCA, it was a little weird. Um, it didn't totally feel like it belonged there. But I also have a, I have a strong connection with Pixar Play Parade, which normally runs in DCA. Yeah. And what we did that year was Paint the Night went to DCA and Pixar Play Parade went to Disneyland. And I, I don't know, it was just, it was different, a little unexpected. Um, I think we're so used to classifying certain parades with certain parks now. Mm -hmm. So to have that get switched up was a little confusing at first. Um, but I do want to get into the fun facts about this parade because there's so much happening. <laughs> so the parade utilizes over 1.5 million LEDs, special effects, and features 76 performers. That is a lot. Let's just take that in for a second. Mm -hmm. 1.5 million LEDs. Honestly, you would think there were more when you look at the parade because there's just so many. <laughs> yeah. 
And this parade runs for 17 minutes. And I have to say, out of all the parades that I have seen across all of Disney parks, this parade is the most interactive. They, when it first came for the 60th anniversary, they promoted a lot. And mm -hmm. one of the ways to promote the parade was to sell ears. So Mickey ears and mini headbands that would light up <laughs> and coordinate with the colors of the parade, as yeah. well as a paintbrush. This is my favorite thing. A paintbrush yeah. that allows you to change the colors of the parade. This is amazing. This is just like interactive, just like at its height, which is the main idea of theme parks in general. But like this really takes it a whole step up to be able to interact in that way with the performers. And there's just so like standing, you can see it in a video, you know, but a video never will do it justice. Standing there with all of those people who the majority have the light up ears and the paint brushes. If you're standing on Main Street, that whole street is illuminated. Yeah. It's almost as dark as it may be. Yeah. The way that they illuminated things with not just the floats and the characters, but all of the guests that are watching. Which is smart because then in a way, even the crowd is a part of the parade. Which I think is everyone's dream at some point to be involved yeah. in a parade. <laughs> and the theme song of this parade is When Can I See You Again by Owl City, which was also featured in the end credits of Wreck-It Ralph. And it's a very fun tune. It just makes you want to get up and dance and have a party. And it's also mixed with, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this, but it's Baroque Hoedown, which is technically the theme song to the Main Street Electrical Parade. So they kind of yeah. blended the two together. And I think it's nice that they did that because so many people love the Main Street Electrical Parade, and they also want to invite the newer generation of kids that are growing up with all of these newer movies and blend those together, and what better party mix than the Sensational Parade soundtrack? <laughs> or not Sensational, Paint the Night. Yeah. There's so many parades in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to kind of break down the parade into the sections so that we understand everything that's going on because there's a lot to look at. Um, the parade starts off with Tinkerbell and Friends and it's, I mean, Tinkerbell flies, so. Yeah, pretty impressive. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> yeah. And I love, love, love that it wasn't just Tinkerbell, but it's yes. all friends from Pixie Hollow. They I absolutely so Iridessa and Rosetta found, or like right before Tinkerbell flies by, they have them along with the uh, 
fairy dancers, which are, that are all wearing glowing masks, wings, and like have these ribbons extending out from their arms, just super amazing and beautiful. Like you can't go wrong with fairy dancers. <laughs> the costumes in this parade are by far my favorite costumes ever in a parade. Um, and we'll get into that because I, I wrote down some of my favorite things about this, but I do want to break down each thing first. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to pull up a video without it screaming into our recording. <laughs> need a professional website? Ah! I, I... It failed. <laughs> failed, I did. Um, <laughs> so, Tinkerbell and Friends, it's just... It's glitter everywhere because of the fiber optics and the lighting and how they did everything. And already off to a playful start. But next, there's actually a little a little little filler area that they got very creative with. Yeah. And there's three puppets, one of them being Tigger, the other the genie and the next one, Lumiere. And I, I don't even have words. I, it is just so amazing to see. And it's not just like a small little puppet. These are huge. They like, tower over you. Yeah, these have to be like 20 foot tall puppets. <laughs> and they're all, they have the LEDs they're very bright and vibrant and that's another theme within this parade is the colors are so vibrant yeah that it makes it i think even more playful um lumiere also has fire <laughs> <laughs> which i believe is actually an old trick with fabric and lighting uh the good old classic fabric and lighting yeah <laughs> But it looks real, and yeah. the puppeteers look like they're having an amazing time. Yeah, it's quite impressive, and I think it even, like, kind of goes back to our uh, audio-animatronic episode, where the first ones were controlled by puppeteers of sorts, and it just kind of shows how it can carry over even to now. And next we go into the Monsters, Inc. dance party. Which, let me say, that float with all of the doors is so cool. And yeah. it's really cool because they were able to sync all of the animation on each door. So everyone is seeing the same thing at every time, at the same time. And they can swivel and new animations pop up, and Mike Wazowski's in the back with some scream cans. And I love the uh, little snippets they have come through the soundtrack where they say, we have a 2319. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole parade float like goes into an alarm. Yeah. Uh, that's really fun. Um, yeah. The technicality of this float is definitely uh, just 
super impressive because the doors are like, think of just a TV screen that's like larger than you, but it's spinning around, it's doing crazy stuff. As Lauren said, it's synced to the music, it's synced to show the same thing for each person watching. That took a lot of effort. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm so glad with just all of the choices they made of all the different characters to have in this parade because we finally got Cars. Yeah. And Cars is, I think, very big over in California because oh, yeah. they have Cars land. I really don't think they could have carried this out without doing Cars. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the you have Lightning McQueen, who's all lit up and very fancy looking and his eyes move and his headlights flash and they alternate and he they really made him look like a race car here oh yeah Speedy. and we have the dancers that look like speedometers <laughs> okay, i saw the dancers and i was like oh, okay we got starlight express going on back here <laughs> but they're so cool like and they're just so fun because you know, it's not just, oh, well, they put lights on them and they designed a suit that looks like a speedometer. Oh, that's creative. Mm -hmm. the, all of the lights are programmed to the show. So they not only flash and they not only change colors, but different parts of the costumes lights up at different times and they coordinate with the music. Yeah. And it, I just... I don't, I don't know, I don't have words. It's just so amazing. And like I said, being there and seeing this all happen, the parade goes by in like five minutes. Yeah. Because you're having so much fun looking at everything. That's when it's nice to have the video to pause and be like, wait a second, how's this all working? <laughs> oh yeah. And while I was there, I was doing a lot of photography at the parks. And I was thinking to myself, how the heck am I going to photograph all of this? Because it's pitch dark and you can't see anything. And any LED light that's there, the camera's probably going to pick it up in a way that blurs everything out because things are moving really fast. I think I got the best photos I've ever taken out of this parade. Wow. It just worked in my favor. And the colors helped because, you know, vibrant colors made everything. Mm. And a lot of these things looked almost like they were glowing in the dark. They really do, yeah. It's just, I, you know, it's not like elect the electrical parade at all. It's on a whole other level. And of course I love Mac, the big truck. And he's got giantness. <laughs> yeah, I I assume that he's got mirrors on both sides of the truck, and then the lights are mirrored onto that, and they create a really cool effect. Um, it looks like a dance party, and I want to be there. <laughs> and he's got a cool little car in the back. Yeah. And blinking at everyone. I 
I don't know. I just, I've never seen parade floats like this. They did something that was totally different. Mm -hmm. And of course, behind them are the choral dancers going into the Little Mermaid segment. Yeah. This might be my favorite float because I think it's just, it has the most color, but like not too overwhelming in color in a way. And it's beautiful. They just made something so natural and lifelike work within these lights. Because I think a lot of the beginning of the parade is very like technical, as we mentioned, a lot of like harsher like lines for the objects and stuff. This one, they're able to create like the flora and fauna of the ocean throughout everything. And it's gorgeous. I just want to look at it all day. I also think a reason why you might like this is because it appears very 1989 Little Mermaid. Yes, it's very true to the movie. It's gorgeous. And even just like the um, the flounder and the King Triton figure behind her, I think that also adds to the originality of it. And then just having Ariel lifelike and real, a, a real person, you know. Yeah, it it looks very 80s. I noticed that was, I think, the biggest difference between this mm-hmm. float and everything else. Um, but it still looks new. It doesn't look like they took it out of the 80s and didn't upgrade anything, you know? It's all new technology, but they kept the style. And I th- actually, I have to say, this might be one of my favorite floats too now that you say it and I and I'm looking at it um and another I I I don't know I feel like this brings kind of a flashback to me because I remember oh was it the parade of dreams that was in like 2006 2004 um yeah it was the parade they did down Main Street in Walt Disney World. And they had characters in snow globes. Oh, yes. I remember this. Yeah. (laughs) And the characters in the snow globes could actually talk to you. They had a mic. Yeah. And this reminds me of that because in this float, um, there's other floats that also have this, but... In this float in particular, Ariel can actually talk to everyone. Yeah. Sitting on Main Street. Um, And I I love that. It's very special. It's pretty cute. Um, And I think I I really enjoyed that they kept the uh, underwater ocean theme once you get past it as kind of their filler. So they have... um, two jellyfish performers that are kind of just spinning the tentacles around like crazy. (laughs) And then they have two puppeteers uh, with Nemo and Marlin kind of, you know, swimming around everything, just keep swimming. Kind of wish they had Dory, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say Dory made an appearance once. Oh, she did? I think... It just depended on the season. Um, yeah, probably. But I, I feel like I remember seeing her there in one of the videos that I have seen. 
I don't think she was there when I was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Little Mermaid section is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then we go into, I'm going to say this is my all-time favorite. Oh, no. Yeah. I take that back. It's after this. <laughs> um, this is the Toy Story seg- segment of the parade. And we've got Jessie and her, uh, like, cowboy yo-yo pals. <laughs> Cowgirl yo-yo pals. Yeah, I was about um, to say, it's a girl gang. Um, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> and this is another one where the lights are just so fun. They had her lights uh, used as the lacing around the, the brim of her hat. Mm-hmm. And they all have the same lights that go around the pants and they've got these fun little yo-yo light up things that they I don't know that they spin around (laughs) I would yeah I would say this is also or this is one of my favorites I would say this and the Little Mermaid are probably my favorite throughout it and I think it does have that original feel to it when Toy Story and like Toy Story 2 first came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. Gotta love Jessie, but I love the slinky dog float. It's so dynamic. Like it's obviously a very static like float. It can't move around too much, but the way they position slinky dog to be looking like he's midair doing a little jump and using the LED lights and the screens throughout the slinkiness between him, it makes it so lifelike and it seems as though he's moving when he's really not at all. And the commentary between Buzz and Woody while they're on top of Slinky Dog is also pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very fun. Uh, it's like a I, it's like a friend float. Um, yeah you've got a friend in me, like, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> I believe the next one is, is the one I, yes, the next one is the one that I, I meant to say was my favorite yeah. section of the parade. Um, this is the Candlelight Dreams section, and first of all, we've already got parade dancers that are, like, glow-in-the-dark candelabras, that that should already tell you what it looks like if you haven't seen it. Um, I mean, gorgeous. Um, the fiber optics are used in a lot of this stuff and they really glow in the dark. And I got a photo, I'll have to show you later, Hallie, but I, I got a photo of one of them looking directly at me, Ooh, crystal right clear. And right behind her in the background, blurred out, but, you know, it was in that, like, light leaking Yeah, was Belle. And just the way that the photo came out was nothing I had expected. (laughs) (laughs) But it is one of my favorite photos of all time, so this is always a very special section of the parade. And so from the dancers, then we get a view at Belle. This style, I think, is very similar to what you see at Hong Kong Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland, 
where the floats are exaggerated and that would be the word to use for this one <laughs> um the style that they use over there i've noticed in parades um they have characters that are kind of like on the top of their own dress yes think of it this is how i saw it and honestly i was not a huge fan of the style of it because it reminded me of those Barbie birthday cakes. Have you ever seen these where people would make the birthday cake to look like the skirt and then they'd put the Barbie in it? I had one for a birthday one time, so I remember. Uh, I had one also. They were my favorite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, that's what my mind immediately went to and I thought it was just a little silly. <laughs> I like it because it's so different. Yeah. And I don't think it comes off weird when you see it. Um, I think talking, like us talking about it that way might seem weird, but when you see it as a whole in the parade, it fits perfectly. And I don't think, I know for me it didn't come out weird. I don't know about anyone else what they thought. <laughs> but I love it. Um, it was a little weird for me. I still think it works with the parade, but I did think it stood out a little bit because after you see Belle, Rapunzel is behind her as well as Cinderella on their own miniature floats, but they're like, they don't have the big dress thing. So it kind of threw me off because I thought when I heard Rapunzel's theme, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be like numerous princesses and they're all going to have this exaggerated look, but they didn't. And I do know and I recognize that Belle was obviously like the lead and the main event of that one, but I don't know. I would have liked some consistency. <laughs> well, I think one thing that linked them all together here was Sparkle. Um, yeah. That is also a trait and a style that we see over at Hong Kong Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland, where they have parades very similar to this. And those two elements together creates that style. And then, you know, you said it was a little confusing having Rapunzel and Cinderella behind her without a big dress like that. But they all had the sparkly element that tied them all together. And I mean, I just, you look at this float up close, there's just so much detail. Um, the, I mean, the lights do so much, there's projection going on. And when you get, there's even more dancers. We have the swan ballerinas. Yeah, those are gorgeous. And Rapunzel's hair lights up, and she's surrounded by the lanterns. I and as soon as I heard her theme song, I was like, yes! Yes. <laughs> the, music, <Yeah. laughs> the music is, I think this is one of my favorite, like, parade soundtracks. Mm -hmm. it, besides Magic Happens, because that's also a very good one. Um, but even Cinderella's dress has some added sparkle as well as her hair and the shoe is on a little platform behind her rotating i mean it it is just 
so gorgeous. And it's a long float too. I mean, there's different set like segments that are kind of linked together, but it all runs as one float. I will say, I don't know about you, Hallie, mm -hmm. but the next one was not my favorite, although I'm very blown away with the detail in this. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, yes, it was not my favorite, but the detail put into it, wow, that kind of blew me away. I was like, damn, I'm upset. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want this to be like, so up there but the quality of it, the quality of it is just out of this world i think that the snowflake dancers here this is the frozen segment yeah. i think the snowflake dancers are really cute i like the concept i wish um, they had more honestly i do too i think just two of them in front of the float was a little i feel like we were missing something a little bit it's um, already a very small float in a very small segment and I understand I'm pretty sure this was kind of limited as well this is part this float is kind of the one where they interchange a lot so we mentioned that they had um one for the Incredibles 2 when it came out the Incredibles 2 replaced this float and I'm pretty sure they've done that with other things as well so I understand why it's short I understand why they might not have as many dancers but these were here some of my favorite costumes from the parade, honestly. Really? I loved the movement that they made with their arms from the costumes. I don't know. It looks so put together. This is another one where there was a little added sparkle on, on an Elsa for visibility purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, they're very high up. I believe the float itself is 35 feet tall. Wow. And they're standing at about half of that. So maybe 15, 20. Somewhere between 10 and 15 feet. Wow. Um, they're, they're up there. Um, but this is another float that utilizes that microphone so that they can talk to people on Main Street, mm -hmm. which I, I love. And I kind of wish that they did, did that a little bit more. I agree. I like that interaction between them. And we also have Olaf in the back of the float. It wouldn't be a Frozen themed anything if Olaf wasn't involved somewhere. <laughs> He's got to make an appearance. Yes. <laughs> and the finale of this float is the Mickey and Friends finale, which mm -hmm. brings back a lot of nostalgia to the Main Street Electrical Parade. Yes, I would say this definitely pays the most uh, homage to it. And we've got some dancers with like some pinwheels. Uh, These are so fun. I loved them. <laughs> it's very play. I just, I love how playful it is. And if you, this is something to look out for if you guys are watching the video of this. Look out for those little paint brushes in the audience because if you look at the color of those paintbrushes and then you look at the color of the performer, they start to coordinate. And absolutely amazing. It's it's oh my god. They I mean they brought back the little they're like little floats, like little mini floats 
Yeah. For Mickey and his friends to sit on and kind of, they spin around and the lights change patterns. And I don't. I think it's a really strong way to end it and kind of reinforce that this is paint the night. This is about color, especially after the frozen um, float because although Frozen is obviously lit up, it's probably the one with the least amount of color. It's really just white, blue, grayish colors, very monotone. So I think that, I mean, obviously they had to have their finale. They had to have Mickey and the gang come along. I think this just works really well. And the pinwheel dancers really reinforce that idea to you um, even before you see Mickey and the gang come into view. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I, you know, I don't know that you totally notice it right away that Frozen doesn't really change colors. It's that, it's, it's like on an analogous color scheme where it's all, it's all blue, all different shades of blue. Um, so I, and maybe that's why they chose that float to be replaced when they had the Incredibles because that's kind of the spot in the parade that I really was kind of to promote the newer movies mm -hmm. around this time. I mean, Frozen was still big, um, but of course with the renovation of Paradise Pier to Pixar Pier and the Incredibles 2 coming out, I think that was the best place for them to put the Incredibles. I agree. And this float of Mickey at the end is, it's magical. I don't have another word for it. <laughs> um, it's very Fantasia, very Sorcerer Mickey. He's there in his hat and his robe. And the lights on this float are doing something very different from any of the other floats in this parade. Um, I think you have a combination of every float where you have a little bit of projection that's done by a reflection of lights on a mirror. You have moving elements, very dynamic elements, mm -hmm. flashing alternating colors. This, it kind of has all of it there. And it, it's just a great way to end the parade. I, I, I think when the parade is over, you know, you're like, well, that was the best party I've ever went to. <laughs> <laughs> All thanks to Mickey Mouse, because he knows how to party. That he does. But I do, I, I made a, a list of my favorite things yeah. about this parade that go into a little bit more detail. Um, I don't know if you have anything specific, but I'll start off with a few. Um, we already mentioned that these are very vibrant colors from the LEDs, mm -hmm. which I think is not like the Main Street Electrical Parade. I think the Electrical Parade, although it's bright, I think the colors are very dull. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's a whole different theme. These are very different parades. So yeah. I don't think that you need vibrant LEDs for Main Street Electrical Parade. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. But for Paint the Night, I think that was important because you as a guest are actually painting the colors on these parade, on these parade floats. Yeah. That's how you get to interact. Um, 
my second favorite thing is the use of fiber optics. Um, we don't see this a lot. Uh, fiber optics, especially when it comes to costumes, is very expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and 76 performers, all of which are probably either in those costumes that are working or have even more moving elements, especially the dancers. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we talked about Rapunzel's hair. Ariel's hair also has the same thing going on. Mm -hmm. fiber optics and this to I think the reason why they chose fiber optics is because really when you look at it it looks like a digital painting yeah like an electric painting and that, that's what they wanted so storytelling check mark on that <laughs> <laughs> um I also liked that they used these headlights so that the audience could see the characters' faces and expressions. Mm -hmm. So Tinkerbell's friends had it um, where there was a little light coming down that would illuminate their face, uh, as well as on the frozen float, there were some headlights there. Um, Ariel had it. Pretty much every character you see in the parade had some kind of headlight either attached to them or the float. Yeah. And I love the speedometer dancers. <laughs> Very creative. Um, I love Belle's float with her dress, whether it looks like a Barbie cake or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, the level of sparkle. Yes. It's, it's night and people need to see things from far away. So what better than to have some good headlights and some good sparkle going on. You'll yeah. definitely catch yeah. people's attention. What are your favorite things about this parade? I feel like I kind of set them in stone when talking, but I'll do a little overview. The interaction, so the little paintbrushes that you can buy and interact with the performers, I think is great. And then obviously I said my favorite floats were the Little Mermaid one and the Toy Story electric rodeo. And I think they have, uh, they did a really great job of bringing something so original and modernizing it, especially with the new technology and everything. I mean, just like comparing those to the Monsters Inc. one is pretty, I think it just says it all, but everything's gorgeous. There's so much detail that goes into everything. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the electrical parade. I love it. So the finale is uh, something very special. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening this week. And please reach out to us on Twitter at The Enchanted Pod. Tell us some of your favorite facts about the parade, some of your favorite floats, and we will be back next week for another special episode of the Enchanted Podcast. Thank you all for listening and have a magical day. My friends, when can we do this again? Oh, oh, oh.